Jewish audio on Chabad.org. The Basics of Hasidus, Chapter 4 The Fourth Generation, the Rebbe Maharash After the passing of the Tzemach Tzedek, his son, Rabbi Shmuel of Lubavitch, known as the Rebbe Maharash, filled his place. The Tzemach Tzedek had seven sons, of whom Rabbi Shmuel was the youngest. It was upon his instruction and urging that the Rebbe Maharash succeeded him as Lubavitcher Rebbe. Forming a spectacular blend of approachability and genius, the Rebbe Maharash delivered Hasidus with both tremendous clarity and profundity. Interwoven with Midrash and practical relevance, his Ma'amorim were even appreciated by simple townspeople, while simultaneously being acclaimed for their novel insights by the greatest scholars. This personified the Rebbe Maharash's general approach of L'Chatzchila Ariba, where challenges or deficiencies are not to be viewed as hindrances, rather they are to be seen as opportunities to rise beyond. Such that despite the esoteric nature of Hasidus, for the Rebbe Maharash it is only natural for it to be presented in a manner that can be appreciated by all. In addition, the Rebbe Maharash introduced a new development in the dissemination of Hasidus, namely the delivery of Hasidic teachings as a hemshech, or series, where a continuous theme is threaded through a series of discourses. These series would extend for a number of weeks or months, often diverting to discuss various sub-themes, ultimately arriving at a rich and comprehensive synthesis of Hasidic thought. With this type of structured flexibility, the Rebbe Maharash designed a model that allows for sustained study of a single Hasidic principle giving it proper treatment and enabling a deeper appreciation than an application. In fact, it can be said that it is the Hemshech that brought Hasidus to life. His Mamorim are published under the title Likute Torah, Toras Shmuel, and consist of 27 volumes. The Fifth Generation, the Rebbe Rashab the Rebbe Maharash's son and successor, Rabbi Shalom Dovber of Lubavitch, is known as the Rebbe Rashab. He also continued to shape the ever-developing pattern of Hasidus Chabad, expounding and elaborating on the concepts taught in great, in great detail. He had a distinctive and system, systematic style of presenting Mamorim, which earned him the title of the Rambam of Hasidus. In addition, Rabbi Shalom Dovber delivered noteworthy Hemshechim, themed discourses which spanned months and even years, causing a revolutionary transformation to the study and application of Hasidus. Most notable are the Hemshechim entitled Yom Tev Shal Rosh Hashanah, Tov Reish Samach Vav, 5666, and Beshar Shehigdimu, Ayin Beis, 
5672. The former dis focuses on the purpose of creation, highlighting the elements of Torah and mitzvahs that cause its fulfillment and spanned more than two years. Known as Hemshech Samach Vov, it is comprised of 61 installments, beginning on Rosh Hashanah of 5666, corresponding to 1905, and concluding in 5668, corresponding to 1908. The latter work, known as Hemshech Ayin Beis, began on Shvuasa 5672, 1912, and spanned approximately five years. The series consists of 144 weekly installments and a more cryptic, never-completed manuscript that was not delivered in public. This revolutionary Hemshech covers all of the deepest concepts of Hasidus, and its teachings are explained in clear terms. In all, the Rebbe Rashab's teachings span close to 40 volumes, and his Ma'amorim are published under the title Sefer HaMa'amorim. Another monumental expansion of Hasidus by the Rebbe Rashab was the establishment of a unique yeshiva, which he named Tomchei Tamimim. This yeshiva was to stand out by guiding its servants to serve God in a wholesome manner, inspired with Yiras Shomayim, the fear of heaven, Ahavas Yisrael, and an appreciation of the whole of God's Torah. Naturally, to accomplish such an ideal, central focus must be given to the study of Hasidus. The Rebbe Rashab thus introduced a course of study in which Hasidus would be studied in an analytic style similar to the study of the Talmud and its commentaries. Dedicating four hours of the day to the study of Hasidus, the Rebbe Rashab revolutionized the manner of study of Hasidus while having a transformative effect on the students. In most other yeshivas, the singular emphasis was on the study of Talmud, using the study of Musar as a supplementary means of character development. In Toimchet Mimim, however, due to a third of the day being devoted to the study of Hasidus, the students were infused with the feeling that the Torah they were studying was God's Torah, and that their subservience was to the giver of the Torah. Furthermore, great emphasis was placed on Avoida and personal development, and much focus was placed on Kabbalah's oil, praying at length with Hasidic meditation and in implementing Iskafia in daily life. In a short amount of time, the yeshiva succeeded in producing hundreds of students who were well-versed in both Nigla and Hasidus, becoming true servants of Hashem. The students who studied at this yeshiva are called Tamimim, which translates as complete or wholesome ones. This particularly represents the yeshiva's unique approach to Torah study, in which both Nigla and Hasidus are learned with proper comprehension, causing all of Torah to be appreciated as a cohesive and complete entity with all elements of Torah complementing each other. 
The Rebbe Rashab also described the students of the yeshiva as neiros lohoir, or illuminating candles, in the sense that their goal was not only to serve God as individuals, but they were also to dedicate themselves to communal activity, acting as trustees of Yiddishkeit in whichever environment they might find themselves. The Tamimim were also called by Rabbi Shalom Dovber Chayole Beis David, the soldiers of the House of David. Divesting them from their civilian status, he instructed them to be exclusively dedicated with military-like devotion to Torah, Avoda, and the Jewish people. Two reasons were given by the Rebbe Rashab for founding this unique yeshiva. Number one, with the advancement of the various movements and ideologies that became prevalent at that time, creating the yeshiva would be a preemptive measure to strengthen Torah true Judaism. Number two, to serve as a preparation and a starter of sorts for the ultimate redemption. The yeshiva was designed to create an environment where godliness is palpably sensed as the true and all-encompassing reality, which is to ultimately cause a ripple effect throughout the Jewish community and create the divine consciousness appropriate for the coming of Mashiach. These two reasons correlate exactly with the reasons mentioned earlier as to why Hasidus was revealed in recent generations. Number one, to combat the deepening darkness of Golos and arouse the faint Jewish soul. Number two, to prepare the world for the messianic era when the world will engage in knowing the Creator as the world will be filled with the knowledge of God. In the more than 120 years since its establishment, the yeshiva has been blessed with tremendous success and has had a transformative effect on Hasidus Chabad, with the system of Tomchet Mimim becoming the gold standard of Chabad education. Moreover, the Rabbeim taught that studying in this yeshiva is more than a station in life. Instead, once a Tomim, always a Tomim as the yeshiva fosters an identity of wholesomeness in Torah, Yirash Shemayim, and Avas Yisrael, that surely does not change once the student leaves the yeshiva. It is Toimchit Mimim which shaped the most recent generations of Chabad Hasidim, bringing the values of Hasidus to life in its students' relentless dedication to the Jewish people. In fact, the entire project of Shlichus is the expression and application of Tomchet Mimim education. Its success is such that there is barely a Jew that there has not been reached by one of the Neiris Lahoyer, the illuminating candles of Tomchet Mimim. The Sixth Generation, the Rebbe Rayats. The Sixth, genera- the sixth Rebbe was Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, the only son of Rabbi Sholem Dovber. He is known as the Rebbe Rayatz, or the previous Rebbe. His leadership began in 5680, corresponding to 1920, on the heels of the Bolshevik Revolution. With the Russian Communist Party doing all they could to uproot Judaism, 
Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak emerged as the fearless leader of Russian Jewry. Personifying complete self-sacrifice, Mesidus Nefesh, he vigorously strengthened Judaism, especially the Jewish education of children. After his miraculous release from Russian, imprison- Russian imprisonment in 5687, corresponding to 1927, he left the Soviet Union, initially settling in Latvia and later continuing to Poland. The move enabled the Rebbe Ryatz to further expand his underground network within Russia, while having tremendous influence on Jewish life across Europe and around the world. At the outbreak of the Second World War, the Rebbe Ryatz did everything possible to procure visas for Polish Jews, thus allowing many to flee the Nazi invasion. Willfully remaining in Warsaw throughout the Nazi bombardment and capture of the city, it was only after he had exhausted all avenues in his rescue efforts that he finally agreed to flee Poland, ultimately arriving in Sweden from where he embarked for America. Upon arriving to New York in 5700 corresponding to 1940, the Rebbe Ryatz took on the formidable challenge to change the tide of the frigid spiritual atmosphere of the Western world. He declared, America is no different, and that even in this bastion of materialism and assimilation, the timeless truths of Torah can take root and flourish. Soon after his arrival in America, he founded three organizations. Number one, Machane Yisrael, set on creating a vast outreach network. Number two, Merkaz L'Inyone Chinuch, the World Central Organization for Jewish Education, tasked with creating an educational network of schools and publications. Number three, Kahat Publication Society, a publishing house that would publish a large variety of Jewish literature, including the works of the Rabbeim and their disciples. When Rabbi Yosef Yitzchok's son-in-law and future successor, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, arrived in America, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchok appointed him as the head of these three organizations. The Rebbe Rayats initiated the translation of works of Hasidus into foreign languages and publicized Hasidus in a manner that would inspire even the uneducated. By the time of his passing in 5710, corresponding to 1950, he had laid the foundation for the global renaissance of Torah, true, and Hasidic-flavored Jewish life, which was to be heralded by his son-in-law and successor, the Rebbe. Despite the tumultuous times of most of his leadership, the Rebbe Rayatz is seen as a major contributor to the expansion of Hasidus. He would regularly deliver Hasidic discourses, and whatever the topic at hand, it was clarified with rich and lucid explanation. The Rebbe Rayatz expounded greatly on the more intricate Mamorim and Hemshechim of his father, the Rebbe Rashab, providing extensive elaboration and organized reasoning. The Rebbe Rayatz clarified many of the deepest ideas of Hasidus Chabad. In addition to the Mamorim, the Rebbe Rayatz delivered many hundreds of sikhas 
conveying the values of Hasidus and clear, action-oriented guidance. Beside his oral teachings, his writing is also prolific and exceptionally vivid, communicating much of the history of the Chabad Rabbeim, as well as many Chabad Minhagim, sharing them with the broader community. His works include the 26 volumes of Mamorim, entitled Sefer Mahamorim, and over 30 additional volumes of talks, letters, and memoirs.